0: Hello! Welcome to Happy Food. I'm Lizzie. I'm the host of this podcast. Here at Happy Food, it's not about the food. It's about the soul. Uh, We mostly talk about intuitive eating, diet culture, and honestly, whatever else I feel like. Um, Today, I'm going to start talking about Kerbo. Now, in previous episodes, I mentioned I have this dear, wonderful friend of mine who I really wanted to do this podcast with, but our schedules have just not... (coughs) excuse me, aligned, and I have children who yell and are loud most of the day, so I kind of have to record when I can record, so I'm just going to do it, I'm going to talk about it, Um, I thought it would be so much more interesting to have somebody here with me, which I think it would, but I will just try to... Have the conversation the best that I can because it's important and we need to talk about it and it is kind of feeling like old news at this point. I know I'm about a month past the mark here, um, but it's still important and we still need to talk about it because it still exists, it's still out there, and it's still a problem and it's bad. Point blank period. That is my opinion on Weight Watchers App Curvo, what it stands for, what it does. I think it's bad. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's something that adults should use or kids. I don't think that kids should be on diets. I don't think that whatever fancy name you want to call it, it's, it's a dieting app. That's what it is. And it's bad. And it's not something that needs to exist. And I kind of just want to talk about why I think that. And if you disagree, that's totally fine. You are allowed to disagree. I'm not trying to change hearts and minds. I'm trying to have a conversation that I think is important, that I think is valuable. Share opinions that I think are important and valuable, um, but if you disagree with me, that's okay. You don't have to agree. Kerbo has several issues with it, in my opinion. Um, but I'll start with so Kerbo is an app by Weight Watchers that is designed for eight to eighteen year olds. It's a quote like healthy lifestyle um, app and i don't believe that they call it a dieting app but that's what i'm going to call it cuz that's what it is it runs off of a traffic light system so they have green yellow and red categories for foods green is good yellow's okay but only sometimes red is is bad basically or or watch out um and from from what i understand and what i can tell i don't i don't have the app personally i did download it briefly but that I deleted it, is I wanted to take a look at it. Um, The foods that they have under the yellow and red categories are, a lot of them are plenty nutritionally dense foods that are just fine to eat. Basically, if it's not fat-free, salt-free, calorie-free, or low, low low-calorie, it doesn't make it into the green foods. And that's a problem. Um, We as a society don't need to be teaching kids that, that low-fat is everything, and to try to consume as little calories as possible. Calories are units of energy. We need energy. We need calories. Um, but the, the biggest issue that I have with Curbo and that I want to address, I think kind of overarchs so much of diet culture and so much of dieting society. I think the biggest like systematic issue with it is that all of these things are breaking down the trusting relationship between ourselves and our body right like we have a relationship with ourselves we have a relationship with food um i kind of like to think of those as external real relationships because they need to be maintained they need to be healthy they can often be toxic it's very easy for them to be toxic and the thing about having a relationship with yourself or with food is it's lifelong. We have to eat to survive, right? And we are always going to be ourselves. So when those relationships are broken, it's a problem. And the last thing that we as a society want to do is start hurting those relationships at eight years old, at nine years old, at 10 years old, at 13, 14, 15, 16, during puberty. Like that is such an important time. And to have an app out there that is telling you to, to not gain weight when, You go through puberty, you naturally gain weight. Our bodies change. We don't all have the same body. We live in such a fat phobic society that is just has this icky, awful stigma around weight gain and around bigger bodied people. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And dieting is not a long term solution. Like it's not. It's proven. You, You start a kid dieting at eight years old. They're engaging in this this thing called weight cycling from now until forever their body's going to be trained that okay we're gonna we're gonna lose some weight okay we're gonna gain it back okay let's lose it again and that is so damaging to our body and eventually almost always results in more weight gain and an even more toxic relationship with yourself with your body and with food the the biggest issue that i personally have with food is trust it's trusting my body to decide what we need how much of it and when to stop I grew up in a household watching people yo-yo diet watching this relationship of trust between yourself and food break down I have had to learn that as an adult I've had to learn how to trust myself and it's hard and it's still hard and it 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 doesn't feel easier It just still feels hard. It takes work. It takes constantly telling myself, it's okay to eat that. It's okay to stop. It's okay to give your body nutritious food without being on a diet. All of those things matter. And when we are, as a society, saying, this application for children is okay and good, that is wrong. It is not good. It is not okay to be telling our 8-year-olds, our 15-year-olds, that you need to count every bite. You need to enter in every bite that you take because you can't trust yourself or your body. You have to trust something else. So then what that does is that teaches them from such a young age not to trust themselves and to spend money on the diet industry. So then boom, you have another lifelong consumer. You have another lifelong customer. That's what Weight Watchers is doing is they're creating their next generation of clients, of customers, of people who are going to give them money and it's wrong. It's disgusting. When you are teaching children to rely on an external factor to tell them whether something is good or bad, you are breaking down the bond that you, that you have, that they have with their own intuition. That's kind of the whole idea here of intuitive eating, of, of trusting, you know, my one and a half year old, she won't take food from me If she's not hungry, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be her favorite brand of goldfish in the whole entire world that she loves. But if she's full, she's not going to eat them. And as she gets older, I feel that it's my responsibility to help her maintain that intuitive idea that I'm not hungry. I don't need to eat it. I will eat it later when I'm hungry instead of rationing the goldfish and never giving it to her because it's, quote, bad food, so then whenever she does get them, it's like this this treat, and then she eats so much of it. Sorry, I totally whacked my mic here. Um, then it just becomes this icky cycle of it's a special food, and she just eat as much as she can because she doesn't know when she's going to get it again, and it's her favorite food, but when it's just always available, it really becomes uninteresting, and she's not going to eat it if she's not hungry, and... We're basically saying to these 8 to 18-year-olds, no, 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 hold on. Yes, my one 1⁄2-year-old can decide when she's hungry and not hungry, but you can't. You can't decide that. So we're going to help you decide that because you can't trust yourself. And that will mess up their internal regulators for a long time. Right? Like, that is crazy to me that we are saying that's okay because it's not. And so many people know it's not. And I think there's such a big movement against this. And I think it's kind of a good wake-up call because, you know, these apps are everywhere. Weight, calorie, carb, everything is everywhere for adults. But I think that now there's something just directly targeted at children is kind of a wake-up call, and I think that is one of the reasons why there is this big movement of, like, hold on here. Don't come for kids' weights. Like, that's not okay. That's not good. And I think most people can clearly see that. I think a really good example I was kind of thinking about is ever since my kids could start walking or even like crawling around, I really let them kind of climb on top of whatever they wanted for the most part. As long as it was safe enough, I let them do it. It started with my now one and a half year old. When she first started walking, she'd pull herself up to this chair and then she started pulling herself onto this little chair. It's like a little toddler chair basically. And it was kind of nerve-wracking at first because she was really unsteady. But she learned how to get up there. And then she learned how to get down. And she, she learned how to use her body. So she's building this relationship with her body as she climbs and falls down. And she learns, okay, if I put my foot here and I distribute my weight like this, I won't fall. But if I move just to the left or to the right, I will fall. And she starts learning her own body and now watching her climb up into the windowsills up on top of chairs and couches and tables and everything I sometimes wish she wouldn't climb on she knows how to do it and she trusts herself and yes she still falls but she has a good relationship with her own body and I want her to have that good relationship with food so she can trust herself she knows I know how to balance I know what my body needs I know how to maneuver it Because I want her to be the captain of her own ship. I want her to be an autonomous person who's not depending on external regulators to tell her, quote, right from wrong or good or bad. That's instilled in us, especially with food. So we're taking this autonomy away. We're taking this power away. We're taking a natural biological part of who we are away. And it's not good. And just, I mean, the risk of disordered eating behavior is just skyrocketing when you're focusing in on these foods. You know, the more you, the more you say don't do something, hello, especially a pubescent teen, that's all they're going to want to do. So when we apply that to food, in my opinion, it's just an absolute recipe for disaster. It's horrible, and I cannot advise strongly enough against it. And I am not trying to attack anyone as a parent. Like I believe with my whole heart the majority of parents just want to do the best for their kids and there's no I mean there's a million parenting books but there's no real sound concrete you know live or die rules about parenting. You're just figuring it out. We wake up every day and we we make it up and we do our best and we hope for the best. And everybody wants to do right by their kids. And I know it's probably scary if a doctor is telling you, oh, your kid's overweight or "or you're worried about them or you're worried about their food choices. And I think that's valid. And I think that there are so many unsuspecting parents out there who just want to do the best for their kids. And this app might feel like a solution or a way out or help. But I'm telling you, I genuinely don't think that putting a kid on any sort of diet is the right way to go. I just don't. And take my advice or leave it. I mean, who am I? You don't know me. That's fine if you disagree. But I think that there are other possible solutions. If you feel like your child has a difficult relationship with food, if you can, reach out to a therapist or a counselor, just seeking any sort of help or a nutritionist, and maybe just start slowly tweaking how you do food in your house maybe you start buying more fruits and vegetables and you you know the reality is, is is to be the example and to to eat intuitively to speak positively about your own body to enjoy a wide array of foods eat chocolate eat oranges eat bananas eat yogurt eat carrots eat steak eat whatever whatever it is eat potato chips like eat pizza eat bagels, like whatever it is, normalize it, normalize it in your house. And hopefully like that can help. I think it's hard. I have a hard time, I guess, having this conversation, one, because I'm all alone. So I'm getting no feedback, which is just the silliest thing about podcasting by yourself. But two, because I never want to make another parent feel less than or inadequate or like they're being attacked because it's already so hard in today's society to parent because everyone has an opinion. I get that. I totally get it. But this app, it has the potential to be so destructive and so, so detrimental to children. And one of the biggest things that I feel like I, if this app would have been around when I was 13, I feel like I would probably for sure experience an eating disorder. And now I have disordered eating behaviors. I have really struggled with that, but I don't think I have an eating disorder that's, you know, I don't have a diagnosis. I don't think I would qualify for a diagnosis. But honestly, had this app been around, had I been living as like a 12, 13-year-old today, I don't know that I would say that same outcome would exist. I think I probably would have an eating disorder. And that's kind of a big statement, but I really do. Just the way that these good bad okay foods get ingrained in your mind that you say like it's just crazy to me because there aren't good and bad foods food is just energy that's it that's what it is i think another huge thing about or is is this idea of count every bite track every bite i think that is so dangerous and so problematic because I think especially counting every bite mixed with the the traffic light system I think creates a serious serious foundation and potential for shame and shame promotes binging it just does I think those are really strongly correlated is that I have to count every bite so if I want to eat this brownie which I know is a red food. I know I shouldn't do it. It's not going to quote make my parents happy or whatever the reason that they're on this app. So they have two choices. They either eat it, they enter it in and they get a red strike or they eat it and they I guess they have three choices. They eat it and they don't track it and then there's shame because you're hiding it. It's it's bad now. It's it's a secret. Or three, they, they don't eat it and they wish they would have eaten it and it further creates this, um, I don't know, how do you explain that feeling? Like the desire to have it. It's going to become this strong burning desire. It's like you're standing there and you want to eat it so bad and but you don't eat it and 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 then you eat 12 of them and you have a binge, right? Like that's how binge eating comes about. That's the cycle. So you're getting kids you're putting them in a situation that there is serious risk for eating disorders and shame and shame surrounding food. And shame should never surround food. We have to eat food for the rest of our life. The last thing that we should associate with eating or food is shame. It has no place there. It should not live there. And that's a huge thing that that I struggle with, that so many people struggle with. So, so, so many people. I, I would... Imagine almost everyone struggles with shame surrounding food. I mean, we use these terms like, Ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be so bad tonight. I'm going to have dessert. Like, you're not bad because you had dessert. It's food. It's dessert. Like, hello? That is kind of crazy. When you think about as a society, we've created this terminology that we associate with food that has no business being there. And the last thing that we need to do is ingrain it into our young children. That is not at all what we should be trying to do. We should try to be encouraging their intuitive nature already. They already know how to eat. We don't have to teach them how to eat. We just have to not fuck up what's already there, which is a lot harder than it sounds in today's society, unfortunately, which is really sad. Well, I think that is all I have today. I think that's all my thoughts on the matter. Um, I'm sure I have more thoughts on it. I just can't think of them right now, so I will end it here. Um, thanks for tuning in to Happy Food. You can find me on Instagram at not so lazy lizzie l i z z i e not so lazy lizzie on Instagram. That is the I snapped. I don't know why I snapped. That was silly. But Instagram is the only place you can find me right now. That is the only social media platform that I am on as not so lazy lizzie. And hopefully I have another episode for you next week. I'm really trying to get on this consistent weekly posting. Um, We're not there yet, but we're trying. We're going to get there. We're going to do this. Um, Thank you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Bye-bye.